And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Saskatchewan cattlemen are worried new federal transport regulations could push down livestock prices. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Snow and blowing snow. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 70. The high minus 13, the low minus 20. Wind chill minus 25 tonight, minus 30 overnight. Tomorrow, sunny skies. Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high minus 11. Wind chill minus 30 in the morning, minus 21 in the afternoon, the low minus 23. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 13, the low minus 23. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 9, the low minus 15. Friday, increasing cloudiness, the high minus 5, the low minus 13. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 6, the low minus 14. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 5. Normal high for this time of year is now minus 3, the normal low minus 15. The sun rose at 7.37 this morning. It sets at 6.44 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is north of Saskatoon at Jimmy Lake, minus 9. That's the hot spot. The cold spot is Swift Current at minus 19. Estevan is minus 15, Saskatoon minus 14, Swift Current this hour just turned to minus 18, Weyburn minus 16, Yorkton minus 13. Light snow and blowing snow in Regina, it's minus 5, that's 5 Fahrenheit. Wind chill is minus 28, northwest winds at 46 kilometers an hour. Humidity 75%, the barometer dropping 102.4. Blowing snow in Moose Jaw, minus 14, winds are from the west-northwest, 44 gusting to 55. Once again, Regina, snow and blowing snow. It's minus 15, that's 5 above Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougalauction.com. And Technotill Seeding System, packing where it counts. See the difference at Technotill on Facebook or on technotill.com. The Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association is disappointed with proposed regulations for livestock transport in Canada. Effective next February, the Food Inspection Agency says the maximum transport time for cattle will be 36 hours, compared to the current 48 hours. For hogs, the maximum travel time will be reduced to 28 hours from the current 36 hours. Saskatchewan Cattlemen's CEO Ryder Lee says the proposed changes could push prices down for Saskatchewan cattle destined for eastern Canada. Well, there, there's some disappointment there where we've got some research going on looking at, and Ag Canada is doing the research with, along with industry, looking at, you know, the length of rest stops versus getting those animals to the end of the trip, uh, the stress of loading and unloading versus getting the trip done. And they basically said, yeah, well, we've decided this is the new maximum. So that's, that's disappointing. Why is the new 36-hour compared to, say, current 48 hours uh, a disappointment? Well, it's it's about getting those animals to the end of the trip. And and what we've got, and, and more Ag Canada research looking at this, is a very successful cattle transport system in Canada where over 99.9% of our trips end with the cattle getting off in as good a condition as they got on the truck. So, you know, we're kind of, the system ain't broke. Let's be careful how we fix it situation is where we're in because when you're at that close to 100 percent you start tinkering with things and we're afraid you're, you're liable to move to less 
successful trips rather than closer to 100%. Could it cause more hardship for livestock producers? Well, it'll it'll definitely have some effects on, say it takes some Ontario buyers out of the Saskatchewan market, that's going to show up in lower prices. We're not sure what the infrastructure is along the road to adjust to this reality. I mean, for trips within Western Canada, everybody fits in this anyway. But it, it's that southern Ontario corn area that we send a lot of prairie feeders to that it, this is going to affect. And, and when those buyers aren't at the market, your prices reflect that. And so it's going to be interesting to see. Or if it's more expensive for them to get those cattle from here to there, well, they're going to bid accordingly too. So it's going to affect everybody who's selling cattle in, in Western Canada. If those buyers are either have to, it's more expensive or they decide not to be present. So you see it could drive down prices. I think it'll have an effect on prices. Yeah. It, we still got to figure out what all, how all it's going to work because, you know, there is some, some areas and there is some facilities at Thunder Bay the Canadian Cattlemen's Association's meetings coming up in a couple of weeks. I think it's going to be part of the conversations there of, of just how this can work and what the effects are going to be. That's part of why you'd see a, a year-long implementation period to, to allow for some adaptation because there darn sure is going to need to be. So you expect you'll we'll be pushing for some changes to these numbers? Well, when you get to Gazette 2, things are that's that's the final. So um, we're going to be looking at this research that, that is ongoing and the results that come out of that. And uh, it, when it comes out, if it's saying, you know, what's better for the animals is finishing the trip, then we're going to go back to government with that. Even just some of the logistics and, and being able to to do things well, given the parameters that have been dictated. Yeah, that'll impact for sure what our advocacy will be in the future. The regulations also provide clarity on animals fit for transport and training required by drivers. Yeah, there's a requirement for commercial drivers to be trained. And and luckily, you know, industry years ago developed the the CLT program. There is a program there, and I think it'll have to grow. But there's a lot of, you know, training and experience both go together. And, And some of the stuff around, you know, compromised and unfit animals, I think people are fairly aware of that and, and things like that were are part of our code of practice and hopefully it aligns with, you know, what enforcement is doing out there already. Also while I've got you on the line, Ryder, what's your hope for the upcoming Saskatchewan legislative session? It opens today in Regina. Yeah, well changes to the trespass rules in Saskatchewan have been, you know, introduced and, and getting that over the finish line and in place so that the onus is on people coming on to land, uh, rather than on the landowner to post that land. Um getting that over the finish line is I'd say right up there on the list and we'll see how that unfolds. Ryder Lee is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Tote. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Connecting a link between global food security and climate change will be discussed tonight in Saskatoon. Dr. Peter Phillips, founding director of the Johnson Shoyama Center for the Study of Science, says the world produces enough food for everyone, yet 800 million people go to bed hungry every night. Phillips says the climate will play a major role in future global food security. 
He says Western Canada's food production is not expected to be severely affected by climate change, which means the prairies have a major part to feed the world. So that puts the burden of proof or the, the onus more on us to be partners and, and participants in food, producing food that will be used around the world to sustain our diets. Philip says the prairies face a challenge. It's complicating because we're going to have two billion more mouths to feed. They're going to be richer people, so they're going to want food that has higher order of, of energy and, and intensity. The climate is going to change the productive capacity around the world, and at the moment we're in pretty good shape. Philip speaks in Saskatoon tonight. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture annual meeting wrapped up last week in Ottawa with carbon tax, royalties on wheat breeding, and trade among the key issues. APAS President Todd Lewis attended the conference and says the National Umbrella Farm Group is important for providing information to politicians and the public about farm issues. You know, I think the broad range of topics here at this convention, when you look at uh, right to repair, we had a great panel about that. It's a uh, you know, if uh, when you buy a tractor or a combine, you know, are, are you able to uh, access that software? You actually, or, you know, who does the software belong to? The actual owner of the tractor or still the company and issues like that. I mean, it's uh, emerging, an emerging issue more and more about being able to work in your own equipment and have access to, uh, you know, things like, you know, engine details and uh, drive details and so on. So you can repair the, your own equipment on the farm, those, those kind of issues. And so I think that, that was a very interesting time. We had another good panel on uh, carbon pricing, which was quite enlightening, and uh, certainly we recognized through that how uh, you know there's a real lack of communication right now between the federal ministry and, and agriculture really across the country. And so we're certainly going to work on that, and uh, hopefully we'll make some inroads there. I think one of the other things that uh, was really interesting here, we had a, a real good panel on uh, talk about the valley creation model as well, another presentation on on how seeded and uh, you get a bit different perspective of a little bit here when you're at the national level about some of the concerns in eastern canada and the maritimes as well as far as wheat breeding and cereal breeding so you know it's important to uh include that as we go forward with a, a new model because uh it needs to be a national program so i think just on the, that's just three of uh, a number of issues we touched on this week todd lewis is the president of apas Saskatoon hosts the first ever International Wheat Congress this summer. Curtis Posniak is a wheat breeder at the U of S Crop Development Centre. He was part of an international team that finally sequenced the wheat genome last year. Posniak is the local chair of the Wheat Congress. So it's the first meeting of its kind that, that brings together all science disciplines uh, in wheat, but not just science, policy, producers, human health. All of these will be discussed at the, uh, at the Congress. Um, so I'm the host of that Congress. We're proud to bring it to the heart of the Wheat Belt. You, you bet that we'll be uh, having our delegates visit some of our fields and, and research trials around Saskatoon so they can really appreciate Saskatchewan, our wheat growers, uh, and the work that we do here at the University. The inaugural International Wheat Congress runs July 21st through the 26th in Saskatoon. Between 700 and 800 delegates from around the world are expected to attend. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt was at Jack McKenzie Elementary School today in Regina to kick off Agriculture Literacy Month in Saskatchewan. The awareness campaign will see over 300 classes see a volunteer from the farm sector speak to the class about agriculture with 9,000 or so students taking part in the presentations. Merritt says there's ways for the industry to improve. I think we could do a better job of communicating to people that agriculture is just 
more than growing crops here in Saskatchewan. When you look at the research we're doing, you look at the uh, ag manufacturing side of it, what we do here in the province of Saskatchewan, that I think one thing we really could do a better job of is promoting that agriculture can be a fantastic career. It really can be because there's so many different dynamics of it when you look at the research going on at the university. You look at the food development that we're doing at the Food Centre of Excellence and things like that. Uh, the livestock sector with the uh, Livestock and Forage Centre of Excellence and what we're doing there. The opportunity for, for young people to have a career in agriculture is really opened up here in the province of Saskatchewan and I think we could just do a better job of trying to communicate that to the young people that there is great jobs here in agriculture in Saskatchewan. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. This year's theme for Agriculture Literacy Month is food waste. Back in a moment. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning. Viterra prices for canola rose $4.40 at four twelve seventy two. Oats gained $1.93 at $184.18. Number one red spring wheat fell $1.57 at $211.94. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $215.84. Feed barley, $187.63. Flax, $475.61. Yellow peas, $254.54. Feed wheat, $193.31. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May wheat is down three cents at five fifty-five and a quarter cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Light run here this year in the stockyards. Cold weather on this past week certainly affecting cattle not wanting to be out on the road. The cow market is 79 cent average for the good cows that sold here on Tuesday's sale. Good smooth cows from 82 to 90 cents per pound, and that's pretty much a steady deal. The Kabul market, touch higher, trading up to a dollar seven, just a solider, more active. Quite often, the bull kill gets a little stronger this time of year. Into the feeder cattle Thursday, we had a couple. Fancy loads of calves up here on our DLMS direct off the farm sale. We have a set of 800-pound steers trade at 176, and certainly uh, those numbers reflecting the uh, hesitation and a bit of a drop in the fat cattle trend that we have seen north of the border here. We had a good load of 730-weight steers at 184.75. On the bull sales on Friday, we were at Davidson's Galvey Bulls sale down at Pontex, Saskatchewan. Really good sale. 85 bulls, average 5,500 on red and black Galvey Bulls. On Saturday, the Braun Hereford Ranch at Simi, Saskatchewan. Nice sale there, too. 30 head of Hereford Bulls, a mix of yearlings and twos. They average just a pinch over $6,000. That's the way it is. Cattle country, Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,000 hogs Friday, selling a range of 107 to 129 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,500 head, selling a range of 106 to 129 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, March 1st are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 119.95, Ham's Cash 128.15, Thunder Creek Brickle 134.38, and High Life $128.45 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. 
U.S. cash markets are steady to lower to start the week, with the Iowa, South, and Minnesota virtually unchanged since Friday, while the Western Corn Belt national regions are both lower. Lean hog futures opened higher this morning, but the steam has run out of the earlier rally, and all forward contract offerings are trading in a sideways pattern. The market needs to see consecutive days of upward momentum in order to return the summer month contracts to their previous values. The October and December contracts, however, are trading among contract closing highs going back to 2015 and can be considered good value relative to cash settle history. The outlook for today, snow and blowing snow, wind northwest 40, gusting to 70, the high minus 13, the low minus 20. Tomorrow, sunny, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, the high minus 11, and the low minus 23. In Regina, snow and blowing snow, it's minus 15, that's 5 above Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.